Greetings, listeners. This is Dr. Mia Carey, Chief Innovation Officer of the North American Veterinary Community. I'm here today with Mark Strong, Director of Multiradiance's Veterinary Division. Welcome, Mark. Thank you very much, Dr. Carey. Good to speak with you again. Well, we're very excited about today. On our Vetfolio podcast today, Mark and Dr. Alan Schoen will be discussing several aspects of well-being as it relates to the veterinary profession, including laser as a complementary therapeutic modality. Now, Mark, I know we're going to dive a little bit deeper into Dr. Schoen's background in a few minutes, but can you give us a little sneak preview? Yeah, I sure can. Today, I'm pretty excited because in the course of our work, we get to meet some incredibly dedicated practitioners and people who have been pioneers, as it were, in this field and bringing new exciting concepts in and kind of bringing together different evidence-based modalities. And that's what Dr. Alan Schoen has been all about. I'll be talking in greater detail in my introduction with him. This is a gentleman who graduated back in 1978 and he has his master's degree in neurophysiology, but he branched out into so many other interesting areas from there. We hear this term Renaissance man, and, you know, sometimes it applies very aptly. He's been off in so many different directions that all had one central goal, improve the practice, make it more compassionate, and make better outcomes possible, and a more harmonious relationship between the, the vets and their clients, and certainly to better the outcomes of the pets. So we're very excited today to be talking with Dr. Alan Schoen and some of the wonderful pioneering work he's done. I think our listeners will be very excited to learn more about his work and where this has made veterinary practice even better as a result. Excellent. Thank you, Mark, for that overview. And I know you're going to get into more detail on Dr. Schoen's background as we get further into the podcast. But for our listeners, as Mark shared on today's Vetfolio podcast, we are going to have Mark as well as Dr. Alan Schoen discussing several aspects of well-being, and specifically as it relates to the veterinary profession and including laser as a complementary therapeutic modality. So we are going to jump right in and get started. I'm here today with Dr. Alan Schoen. And as I discussed with Dr. Carey earlier, he has an incredible background, such that he was named one of the top 15 most influential veterinarians. And that connotes a lifetime of tremendous contributions to the veterinary world, to the vets, to the people, and especially to the animals. So to be named one of the top 15 most influential vets, that's an honor well-deserved. It's been a long journey. I bet it has. And I'm grateful for every moment of it and for every teacher I had, whether it was a veterinarian, Mm -hmm. an animal, a client, all of them. Terrific. So today we're going to talk a little bit about laser as a complementary modality for neurophysiology and TCM, traditional Chinese medicine, but for the application of laser puncture, the addition of lasers to complement needles in acupuncture. And this is something that you are a pioneer with. And you took the slings and arrows along the way because people said, what the heck is chi and fire and wind and what is all this stuff? But as you went deeper into that world of acupuncture, you started to take your Cornell training, that Western mind, plus your sensitivity and understanding and appreciation of the thousands of years that went into the development of acupuncture, and you started to put it all together to merge the Eastern and Western into an understanding from an anatomy perspective, which is pretty phenomenal. So you helped create that bridge for veterinarians, as it were, between their classical approach and the more traditional approach. What was that like? Well, how was it trying to convince these vets that the results that you were experiencing with traditional Chinese medicine with needles and herbs was a logical next step for Western-trained veterinarians? How did that go? Essentially, it was a very interesting journey. 
where I had my great training at Cornell Veterinary School in Western Medicine and Surgery. In addition, I had my master's degree in neurophysiology and behavior. And when I first got exposed to acupuncture, a light bulb went on and I had an epiphany. And I said, wait a minute, acupuncture is applied neuroanatomy and applied neurophysiology. And because it's being explained based on more traditional Chinese medical concepts, that was taking veterinarians and alienating them and making it adversarial. So one of the first lectures I ever gave was actually at the Animal Medical Center in New York City in 1982, where I presented to them the scientific basis of acupuncture, and the heads of AMC at that time were quite visionary, and they said this is the first time it was ever explained scientifically, and that let's set up an experiment here at Animal Medical Center, and what we did was we took animals that they had gone through everything that conventional medicine and surgery could do, and then they were recommending euthanasia, and that was our control, and then they said, okay, see what you can do. Now, I couldn't help all of them, obviously, but the ones that I felt that acupuncture could be a benefit, 80% of them, we were able to prevent euthanasia, improve their quality of life, relieve pain and suffering. Once that was seen at Animal Medical Center, that was one of the main areas where interns and residents were being trained in 1982. And the interns residents saw, oh my gosh, this is being done at AMC. And then they had me establish the first department of veterinary acupuncture outside of Asia. We started treating animals there. And then the interns and residents went on to other veterinary schools and centers. And they said, we need to have acupuncture and it took off from there. So let me just make sure I understand. These animals were all marked to have euthanasia. These were all end-of-lifers. There was nothing else Western medicine could do. You're taking the hardest hardship cases. Correct. And those that you thought would benefit, 80% of those responded and no longer needed to be considered as no more options. They were actually recovering. Yeah, so many of them were, you know, geriatric patients, 10, 12, 13 years of age. They were recommended for euthanasia, saying, sorry, there's nothing more we can do. Mm -hmm. And we, through the acupuncture, we got them to live to be 14, 15, 16, 17, in great quality years, you know, not suffering, but happy. And that really opened the minds of so many veterinarians and so many clients, and the word spread from there. So a new set of options beyond surgery and drugs. And that was my passion, Mark. It wasn't that I was against conventional medicine and surgery. My passion was, okay, when they're not working, what else can we do? And it started with acupuncture and then Chinese medical, Chinese medicine, botanical medicine, manual therapies such as chiropractic, mm -hmm. osteopathy, and different modalities such as laser, therapeutic ultrasound, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Now, you started work with lasers in what year? Oh, my gosh. That was early 80s also when some of the first lasers were coming out. Mm -hmm. And when I read about the scientific research, mm -hmm. I said, oh, maybe this can be beneficial when, for animals that either were afraid of needles or certain sensitive points on lower legs or things that they didn't appreciate needles. The challenge was those early lasers were great, but they didn't penetrate that deeply, mm -hmm. and they had all these wires and cables, and they were a little bulky. As laser technology has advanced, like so much of veterinary medicine has advanced, 
the concept and of the nanopulse laser, something that's portable, handy, penetrates deeply, has no side effects, is safe and therapeutic, it made treating a lot of animals that were more hesitant to have needles put in so much easier. Mm -hmm. And those early lasers had a lot of hazards. They had to be situated in a dedicated room with blacked out windows and alarm systems and special protective eyewear and all of that. So as this technology has advanced into these superpulse lasers and you have this portability, how does it now get merged with acupuncture to give you those same effects? We know that some animals are very averse to needles, and a horse, if that feels like a fly biting, it can react rather dramatically. And I know some vets who've been kicked hard, and that's no fun and can end your career. But these lasers now are very gentle. With a, a 1M classification, it's equivalent to over-the-counter safe. So now you have something that could be considered very compassionate because there's no danger, no safety issue of using that laser. So as you start using lasers in place of certain needle positions, what was that experience like? Well, it made life for myself for, and for any veterinarian as well as for the clients seeing something that wasn't hurting, mm -hmm. and the animals were just relaxing. Mm -hmm. So it was quite a breakthrough, and it was a real epiphany for me because I really felt, oh, the only way is really through needles. Mm -hmm. And when I started seeing it having the benefit and that it was penetrating deeply, I was like, okay, this needs to be part of my whole vision of a comprehensive, holistic, integrative approach to animal health care. This is really filling a big niche mm -hmm. here. And, of course, as lasers progress, there's a lot more peer-reviewed research on these superpulsed lasers now so that you have the kind of evidence that you would require to use a modality like this. You want to know the mechanisms of action. You want to understand how it works. And then you can articulate those to other veterinarians and we've seen a tremendous adoption increase in the use of lasers, but this complementary aspect of laser puncture has really been something that's very interesting. So now when we talk about a compassionate veterinary practice, we also have to talk about compassion for the vet to himself or to herself. So not only do we have these modalities, but now let's extend the same compassionate concept to the vets themselves and help them shift and maybe not feel quite so much stress and anxiety that they do. You've seen the horrible results of the stress causing suicides among vets, and this has been a terrible thing, that you've had these retreats, and how is that working out to shift their perceptions? It brings me such joy to offer the retreats and workshops I do on veterinarians in transition or mind-body medicine to improve your veterinary practice and your life, given these workshops worldwide at different veterinary conferences, and the response is just incredible. And even back in 1982, there were veterinarians at Animal Medical Center who had committed suicide. I started seeing this right away from all the stresses that people don't realize. They think, oh, veterinarians, they're happy, they're living their dream. What we don't understand is that, yes, we go into it with this compassion and living our dream, and then we start realizing, oh, my gosh, they're animals we can't help and we have to euthanize, and the compassion fatigue with that, the burnout, the challenges of all the pressures of society, the busyness, the list is endless of what's creating this crisis, both in human medicine and veterinary medicine. Mm -hmm. And over the years in my journey of always exploring what is ultimate healing, I went from, okay, Western medicine is great, all these complementary therapies are great, the newer technologies, the laser, all of these are great, but if we don't heal the hearts and minds of veterinarians and create a more expansive, deeper, yet integrative 
approach to what is the bigger picture of healing, sometimes we're putting band-aids on the Titanic. And my goal as a veterinarian, always exploring new approaches to help healing, my vision is creating compassionate healing centers for animals and their human caretakers and for all beings. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the big reasons we see excitement among vets, because the consumer is much more educated now. The Internet puts everybody on a level playing field in terms of access to knowledge. And so for a veterinarian to be able to respond affirmatively to a client who says, aren't there other options besides drugs? These arthritis cases, which dominate most vets' practices, they have more elder osteoarthritis cases than anything else. But the people are coming in and saying, hey, I know about these side effects. I'm seeing these side I'm reading about these side effects, toxic effects to the liver and all these different things. They're interested in things that are alternatives but, again, are evidence-based. So this is taking pressure off the vets. And I know these new lasers are able to be rented by the veterinarians out to their clients, which is another big stress reliever for the animal who hates going to the vet, the cat that hates going into a carrier. But you're making the client part of the healing process now by putting this valuable tool in their hands where they can treat that cat at home without the stress of going back and forth to the vet, which seems to make it easier for everybody. So as a vet, that must add to the compassion as well, knowing that they have one more tool they can send home with somebody. Exactly, Mark. And some of the benefits of that I see are the clients are so happy mm -hmm. that they can be part of the healing process. And they really appreciate that we're all a team working together. And for their animals that say, oh, you know, they get nervous from coming to the veterinarian or because their schedule doesn't allow it, they're so busy, they can go and I say, you can sit in doing whatever you're doing at home and as you're petting your animal, you can be using the laser at home and helping them heal. And I show them different areas to use it. There are great videos on how to do that. And the clients are just so thrilled that they're part of a team that's helping their animal heal and helping them heal. Mm -hmm. And also especially true for horses. Every time a horse goes into a trailer, there's a new opportunity for an accident, for a degloving injury, and it's expensive for you to go back and forth to the barn. And so uh, now they have a tool that they can use right at the barn. And we've certainly seen a lot of that with our professional and our competitor horses where you've spent a big chunk of your career on the highest of the high-level jumpers and really high-level competitive athletes, but they get injuries. And having a more complete healing is so important as they start out as a youngster and go through these different stresses and competitions and accumulate these injuries where they need to heal more profoundly so that they can perform longer. But I know we see these lasers getting used at more and more barns, too. Are you recommending these to your customers? Oh, regularly. And my clients, again, are so appreciative that I'm offering them something they can do at the barn. It saves them money, and the horses heal faster. Everyone feels like we're a team working together here, and it allows them to do it at the barn and decreasing the potential injuries to the horse. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a win-win-win-win, sure. and that's what we try for. Mm -hmm. Right. So, Dr. Schoen, what's your final message that you'd like to deliver to veterinarians about how this all can come together for them to the benefit of their practice and for themselves? Thank you, Mark, for asking that. Through my veterinary journey of 38 years in practice, being a professor at different veterinary schools, doing clinical research, teaching all over the world, what I realized is there's no one form of medicine that has all the answers. And a more comprehensive, integrative, and expansive approach is integrating the absolute best of Western medicine and surgery along with many of these complementary therapies, lasers, all of this, to create a more compassionate approach to healing. But in addition to that, as for the last 15 years, I've been giving workshops and trainings on mind-body medicine for veterinarians and how we as veterinarians need to take 
better care of ourselves, have greater compassion, and my new vision is creating a new, more expansive approach to what animal healing is, integrating the best of all of this and the best of mind-body medicine into expanding animal hospitals and equine hospitals and horse barns to be areas of compassionate healing for all beings, and through that to be a benefit to all of society and all of the world, and we know how much that's needed. And we actually have the ability as veterinarians to have a more proactive impact on and be of benefit to all beings. That's my final message, and to invite veterinarians to be part of this new approach. And be happier and communicate that energy throughout their practice to their employees, their clients, and everyone. Sounds like a great idea. Continued wonderful success with it. I know I've seen many veterinarians and the way they respond to you, and they love what you have to say, and I hope you say it to as many vets as possible because they all resonate very, very well with your message. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity to share it with this group, and I love to share more and more with everyone on how we can create happier, healthier veterinarians, happier, healthier animal hospitals, and a happier, healthier world. Terrific. Thank you very much. Well, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you've enjoyed today's educational podcast sponsored by Multiradiance Medical. Thank you, Mark, and thank you, Dr. Schoen, for sharing your insights and your passion. I hope you all have a fantastic rest of your day.